I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. This is a bit of a bonus episode. There's been so much happening in the last few days we thought... Let's just jump on, record an episode, and uh, and just really have a, uh, a dive into everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, because there's been a lot. And I'm not doing that on my own. I'm doing that with uh, my partner in crime, Blake Harrison. Hello. Good day, sir. Good day. How are things? You, you've had a, a busy day, I think. Mate, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was wandering through Leicester Square uh, about quarter past six this morning, and I think that's the sweet spot. I think that's yeah. where all the kind of the people that got absolutely trolled last night had, had kind of they've thrown up on the pavement. The pavement had been cleaned, and they've gone home. And all the city boys haven't arrived yet. And there was like literally about fifteen people in the whole of Trafalgar Square. So just a little really nice calm. Wander through London this morning. It, it was it was absolutely lovely, and the, did it, it was a nice warm morning. Did it feel a bit twenty eight days later? Like no, something no, it, something it, was about to kick off. The zombies were coming. None of that. No, no, I'm far too self involved. I uh, <laughs> in my head, uh, I was in my music video. Uh, I was right, looking into the middle distance, you, you know, looking quite pensive, and uh, yeah. yeah, kind of hybrid of like the, you know the the, the 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 Richard Ashcroft third video. I was a little bit like that, just yeah. sort of walking through London, untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just Must have looked like a right lost. twat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, look, um, we obviously we're going to talk about the the, the Francis Ngannou news. Um, I think we'll probably lead with that, but you know, we, should, we was yeah. like. Should we do an episode on, on that? And then it feels like on the back of that announcement, the UFC has gone, oh, whoa, actually, look what we're doing. And then they've just <laughs> Guys, rattled stop, off. stop looking at that organisation. We've got something really shiny over here. Do you want to have a look at this? Yeah. Quick, talk about me. <laughs> talk right, about uh, me. <laughs> so there was loads of stuff has come out from the UFC um, in the last 24 hours. So uh, we thought, right, let's jump on and, and have a chat about it. So should we start with um, the news that Francis has signed to uh, the PFL? I think we absolutely should. I think it's massive news. I mean, he's the, in, in all senses, I guess he's the lineal UFC heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, I'm, he never lost his belt. He walked away uh, as the champ. And he definitely has every right to say he's the baddest man on the planet. Never lost his belt. And uh, he's now fighting in the PFL. So... Uh, Yes, I think we should do that. And PFL put out a uh, a press release. Before um, we get into that and break on. down the bones of it, as yeah. the MMA fan podcast, let's let's have a quick look at some. Like I had a look at a lot of the comments from from fans, yeah, and it was very split. Mm-hmm. So lots of people were leaning towards the fact, uh, which I'm sure we will break down, um, what Francis is trying to secure for for uh, Africa and and for uh, and for fighters and uh, and and the money that he's you know exchanged you know two fighters from from uh, the organization which is great and then the flip side of it was the, the you know i guess the more obvious fan thing is like well look 
Who's in the PFL? Who the hell is he going to fight? Like yeah. uh, the, the elite level competition, he's, he's obviously in the UFC, and probably after that, it's Bellator. Um, and yeah. I'm not. There's probably a hell of a lot of incredible heavyweights in the PFL. Um, I'm not sure who they are yet. Um, I imagine that we'll start to uh, recognise a few of them in, you know, in in the future to see what um, Francis does. But and I think one of the other things that that fans seem really disappointed in was the fact that it's looking like we're never going to see Francis versus John Jones, which is obviously, you know, the super fight uh, between you know the, the the new the newly crowned heavyweight champ uh, and arguably the the greatest of all time in the octagon um and versus you know the, the absolute beast that is francis that isn't going to happen in any time soon and i can't and maybe if it does happen in many years to come by then that fight's done and who's who's interested yeah. then it's the whole it's the whole uh mayweather um Pacquiao thing it was like it all come way too late. It was like no one got to see it in their prime. And yeah. so I think I just wanted to sort of touch on the, the, the stuff that I've been reading in, in the comments on social media has generally been really split. A lot of people really liking the angle that, that, that Francis is coming from. But then obviously there's also the fans that are just disappointed that we're not going to see the Jones fight and see him fight. You know, there's some incredible, like you know, your Pavloviches and your Tommy Aspinalls, and mm-hmm. and this this new generation of heavyweights that are, are, are coming through, and and obviously, um, who is oh god, I forgot his name before the weekend, Jelton um, oh, Almeida, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, Almeida, and it's like, you know, we're not going to get to see them really test themselves against Francis. So, yeah, so tell me a little bit about what's kind of you know, it, I guess the bullet points of what the, the the deal is with the PFL. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, everything you're saying is absolutely correct. I, I think from a fan, if I just put my fan hat on, yeah, it's overall, it's, it's disappointing because uh, I, just purely as a selfish fan, want to see that John Jones fight. I want to see Francis fighting... The Aspinalls, that Sergei Pavlovich, Francis Ngannou, sign me up. Francis Ngannou tied to Ivasa, sign me up. Like, those are the fights we want to see. I mean, when you're looking at the PFL, I'm trying to remember who won the heavyweight division last year. It might have been Ante Delia, um, uh, who I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be mistaken because I haven't watched the PFL for a while, um, I think it's like one of the Fedor proteges and uh, looked very, very good. Was 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 very good, very good during like the regular season. But him being the champion of the PFL and fighting in Ghana, does anyone massively care? I don't think they do. So yeah, as a fan, well, it- it's it's a bit disappointing. We've lost out on some cracking fights that we would have wanted to see. Maybe we get to see you know, some new heavyweights that are over at the PFL. You know, you, you, you spoke about Fedor. Fedor never fought in the UFC, regarded by a lot of people as one of the greatest heavyweights, if not the greatest heavyweight, you know. Mm-hmm. So th- th- there are incredible fighters that that are in other organisations that, you know, we are not aware of. Not everybody wants to move to the UFC to, you know, to solidify that, that, that greatness. But um, it does feel like there's not even like, oh, yeah, thing is over at, PFL, that might be an all right fight. It, it, there's no talk of any of that, and so that's what. Yeah. Do I want to see Francis fight an unknown fighter? Not particularly. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't create hype and excitement because you want it to be him versus Cyril Garn, where it's like, well, what could Cyril Garn do with his legs? You know, could he could he head kick him? Could he knock him out? You know, what, what you know is he is his movement going to be too good? You know, there was all of these things when you look at the Tom Aspinall fight. You know, what if Tom took him down and like and how quick is Tom can sit? You know, against um, somebody like Francis, all of these fights. And you know, like, like you say, like Pavlovich versus Francis. I mean, come on, Dane, can't you just sign it up? It ain't going to go for more than a minute. Can't you just squeeze that one in, like because it's just going to be. Big bombs, and they're the fights that you want to see. However, Pavlovich, maybe two years ago, was anybody really talking about him in the UFC? Not really. No, not and that. so he's he's come from somewhere. So you know, maybe they're 
there are these exciting fighters that um, will come to fruition over in the PF, PFL in the next, look, the, you know. I'm vastly yeah, underqualified to, to, to comment yeah, on the PFL's look, heavyweight. The, PF, the PFL, from my point of view, having kind of sort of semi-covered a bit of uh, last year's season when I was doing a little bit of work for them. Yeah. They've got some really good fighters. Um, uh, their 2021 champion, I think it was, was Bruno Capeloza. And then last year was, I was correct, I've just looked it up, uh, was, uh, was Delia, who's Croatian guy. And I believe uh, one of his coaches is Fedor. Um, he's a very good fighter. Like, exciting, fun. But it's very difficult to measure how good someone in the PFL is because we know that the elite of the sport are usually in the UFC. There's definitely fighters from other organizations like Kayla Harrison, who unfortunately lost to Larissa Pacheco in, in last season's um, final or whatever. Uh, she, um, you know, she, she was, um, she's, she's a fantastic fighter. You know, she's very, very good. Is she as good as Amanda Nunes? Don't know. We don't know. But... Is she better than a lot of the other UFC featherweights that we've had over the years? 100%. You can tell. You can just tell that. Same with in Bellator. You look at like AJ McKee, Usman Nurmagomedov now, people like that. And, and even like Vadim Nemkov at light heavyweight and, and people like that, Johnny Eblin at middleweight. Bellator particularly has a roster of champions right now where you can say a lot of them do rival the UFCs. And you can look at them and go, look, I don't know if AJ McKee would beat uh, a Max Holloway or a, a, an Islam Makachev or a Volkanovsky or something yeah. like that. But do I, would I put him in, say, the top five? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I would. You might be surprised and they do terribly or you might be surprised and they become champ. But there's certainly fighters over in particularly Bellator where you go, I think Vadim Nemkov would give problems to people in the top five of the UFC. Um, yeah. And you can say that we've... No level of certainty, but definitely some level of kind of like there's evidence that there. With yeah. with the heavyweights over in the PFL, I don't think that there's yet any evidence to say, oh, this guy could really trouble Francis Ngannou. Um, so I think what will probably happen there is they will have to bring over uh, fighters from you know, free agency, other organizations, whatever it is. I mean, certainly it makes sense to go, this guy won the heavyweight title in our regular season because it's, it's good to know, and, and maybe we'll pull this up in a sec. Francis Ngannou will not be part of their regular season. He's not so going to fight in their seasons. He's going to fight. He's go in the PFL pay-per-view super fight division, in, right? So... What, what does that mean, Blake? Do you, do you know what that – is this going to be some – have they created a division for him? No, no, no. They haven't created a division for him. What's happening is, is like with him, with Jake Paul, and now I think with Kayla Harrison as well, they've realized that they've got certain stars that have kind of eclipsed what their regular season is. And they're going, right, how can we go into – because I think all of their stuff was generally on ESPN in America – over here, it was on Channel 4 for a little bit on, on their like YouTube channel, oddly. Now it's on DAZN as well. Um, and they've realized we need some kind of pay-per-view revenue to keep this going because that's we've got TV deals with ESPN, DAZN, all that stuff. We need some pay-per-view revenues. And um, so what they've done is they've created this pay-per-view division, which will probably have some, I would imagine, some champions from their regular season and also some uh, some really well-known faces, like your Jake Pauls, now your Francis Ngannou's, your Kayla Harrison's, and people like that, who will do almost like super fights. Maybe there's a belt on the line. Maybe there's not. It's just kind of a super fight series that they'll do. And they'll have big names on there and, and all that kind of stuff, just filling up those cards. So I imagine there'll be, I don't know, somewhere between two to four of those every year or something like that. Maybe there'll be more. I don't know. But that's what I'm imagining. They build up to these huge super fight cards that you have to pay $50 for if you're in America or something like that. And Francis will be a big part of that and a big draw on that. So their option will be, let's take the champion from our regular season and put him against him because that's the champ, our champ against Nganu. Or they go, right, well, what's a heavyweight that's, you know, like, I think it would be a terrible fight and I wouldn't want to see it, but... Do they chuck loads and loads of money at Fedor Emelianenko and say, come back, 
come back and do this oh, fight with Vengano. I oh, I wouldn't no, want to see it. No. I wouldn't want to see it. But will they chuck enough money at him to make that some kind of super fight? I mean, uh, we were talking on our WhatsApp group with Pip. Pip was mentioning Brock, Brock Lesnar. Now, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm not interested either, if I'm perfectly honest. But that is a fight that will garner huge pay-per-view numbers. I imagine Brock, even though he hasn't fought for the UFC in a long time, is still technically contracted to the UFC. That's how I imagine that would work. So if he came back, he would have to go to the UFC. But I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. And in which case, they can do Engano versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, hell, it was only a few years ago we were going to get Daniel Cormier versus Brock Lesnar. Maybe why not? Um, it certainly so, would be good business. It wouldn't necessarily be great fights for the fans, though. To start in the PFL uh, pay-per-view super fight division. So you mentioned Kayla Harrison uh, over there and, and Jake Paul. So does this mean that Engano can box within that? Oh, 100%. So, so what I've heard is Ngannou's going to start in the PFL in 2024. He'll fight for the PF, within the PFL in 2024 at some point. Could be late 2024, could be early, could be, who knows. That's his MMA stuff. All of this stuff opens him up to boxing. He can still box, and that's what he wants to try and do this year. Apparently, he was very close to a fight with Deontay Wilder, but then Deontay Wilder got a... Uh, a title fight booked with, with someone. I don't, I don't really know what the situation is there. I don't really follow boxing enough. But um, but then that was taken off the table. Francis still wants to box Tyson Fury. I mean, with all the chaos that's gone on around Tyson Fury versus Usyk and all that stuff and those negotiations not going well, uh, maybe there's a way that, that Francis Ngannou can slide into a fight with, with Tyson Fury so that everyone can make a boatload of money. Again, is it a fight I'm interested in? No. Do we know how that fight's going to go already? Yes. But will everyone make loads of money? For sure. So that could be something that, you know, if, if Ngannou is going to get $30 million or whatever it is for boxing Tyson Fury, I think he's going to massively, he's going to take that, isn't he? He's not going to, mm. he's not, going to not take that. It's going to be life-changing, life-changing money. Um, yeah. So yeah. So he's definitely, I think, going to still try and box before he goes back to MMA in the PFL. That is the plan. Um, go on. I've I've seen on here that um, the PFL are now going to launch PFL Africa uh, with Ngannou yeah. as chairman and minority equity owner. I mean, yeah. that was something I know that he was very keen to to to, to kind of have discussions with the UFC about, wasn't he? Um, yeah. And and so I think that's you know that that's obviously a real positive and and is something that he's he's passionate about and I, I think I think that's a great move um, and I think this whole thing is a, a a really decent move for the PFL you know getting Jake Paul over there whatever your interest is in 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 that level of boxing or YouTube whatever it is like they're huge names and and they're huge names that. You know, it's going to bring a lot, a lot of attention, and people all of a sudden are going to know what the PFL is now that potentially would not have known, would have just said the words UFC, and now they're going to be saying PFL. So I think it's it's good, and I think there could be some really interesting moves now in in fighters knowing that there could be big money fights um, against the likes of Jake Paul, or, and, and more importantly, Francis Ngannou. So I do see that having. You know, fighters that are coming to the end of their UFC contracts could now be eyeing PFL, just thinking, I could make a lot of money if I went over there. If I did go over there, if I'm top 15 in the UFC and I go and, you know, fight my last fight and then move over to PFL, there's a big chance I could fight Francis Ngannou. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really smart move by the the PFL. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to bring a lot of eyes uh, to the organisation. 100%. 100%. Um, and it's, 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 it's more than just the money as well. It's what we were saying. A lot of, you know, a lot of talk about, oh, he won't get as much money in PFL as he would in, in the UFC, I've heard people saying, which is very kind of counter the narrative that we've heard from a lot of people is that people are going to the PFL for the money because you're not yeah. going to go there for the acclaim and for the legacy because everyone knows you get that in the UFC. They're going there for the money. So if you're doubting he's going to get more money in the PFL than than in the UFC. I think that. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That you're probably just wrong. I'll get more onto that in a minute and, and why I'm saying that because some people still might be a bit confused about that. But, um, with Nganu, there's so many other factors other than the money that are so important to him. The fact that he's now chairman of PFL Africa and a minority equity owner, this is what he wanted. He wanted to have a stake in the organization. He wanted to have a position where, all right, let's let's say for rounded numbers, he's getting a guaranteed five million per fight, not win and uh, not show and win bonuses like you get in most of the UFC contracts. He's getting a guaranteed, say, let's say five million for the sake of of argument. He might be getting two hundred and fifty k a year or way more than that just for being the chairman of of the PFL Africa, and it's something that's close to his heart. He really wants to do this. This is a man that. Also, on top of his own guarantee for fights, he is making sure that his opponent, whoever fights him, has a guaranteed $2 million. So it could very easily have been that Ante Delia, who is uh, uh, going to, uh, who was last year's PFL uh, heavyweight champion in their regular season, he gets a million pounds for winning that, which is, which is amazing. But that's four fights he's had to earn that. And I don't know what his regular fight contract might be. I'm sure it's not much. 150K, 100K, something like that. I, I don't know. That's just a complete guess off the top of my head. But he's not a name. He's not drawing eyeballs. So he's not going to be on a huge amount of money. So he wins the PFL season. Amazing. You've got a million dollars. Well done. And then he could turn around after those four fights and just be told, oh, because you're the champ, we, we want you to fight Nganu. That's a guaranteed two million. Yeah. And that's before he started to negotiate. He probably wouldn't have much to negotiate with. But if you're a big name, if you're a Brock Lesnar, they're saying guaranteed two mil. He's like, yeah, right, and the rest. Because he gets to negotiate on top of that. But for someone like Delia or, or someone else that could win the PFL season this year, if they then go on a fight in Garnu, they could win a mil. And then for one fight, not four, for one fight, be guaranteed two mil just to fight one fight against Nganu. They're not getting that money anywhere else. And Nganu has made it the his point of focus that he's like, I'm not just fighting for me in these negotiations. I'm fighting to rise up all of the fighters. The person that fights me are guaranteed $2 million. That is absolutely huge. And that says to you who this man is. He could have taken a lot of money for the UFC and just rolled on like that. But no, he wants to be part of growing things in Africa and actually making that happen. He wants to um, help other fighters other than himself. That's why he's guaranteeing them them two million. This is a man that at one point was homeless in a car park in France. A man that was working in the sand mines of Cameroon to just live probably what would have been not a great life. And he's made this life for himself and now he's trying to give back in this way i think it's an amazing thing and on top of that he's now part of the pfl global uh, athlete advisory board i think he's the only active fighter on that board so now there's a board of people that are coming together that are trying to make sure that conditions are right for fighters it's so this will involve the- like healthcare and things like that right well i think that's the the ultimately i think that's the end goal 
that's what yeah. they're going to try. Whether it gets there, whether it takes a very long time, I don't know. But for Ngannou to be on that board, that that's him just like showing that he cares. But also it's PFL showing that they want to evolve with it. A lot of criticism comes the UFC's way about how that you know they've just valued their own company at twelve billion dollars, and there is a lot of talk about how they underpay their fighters about a lack of opportunities for things. I mean, one of the other things that's come out of, of Nganu talking about this very subject, I think to Ariel Helwani recently, is the PFL allow you to have two or three sponsors of your own. There's still PFL sponsors. You have to wear the PFL kind of uniform or kit or whatever you want to call it. And they will have a couple of their own sponsors on there. But on top of that, you can get your own sponsors which adds to your revenue, which is massive because the UFC have taken that all away. You know, they've that Reebok the, deal really soured, uh, it, soured yeah. it for a lot of people, didn't it? Yeah, it's become the Venom deal now. I don't know if there's a breakdown because with the Reebok deal, you did get a tiny bit of money for having the Reebok stuff, but it wasn't the same as like, you know, you going to someone who's just going to solely sponsor you. And then Garnu was talking about how he had a deal with a cryptocurrency brand, make what you will of cryptocurrency and the situation they found themselves in recently. But he had a deal with a cryptocurrency brand and they were willing to pay him $1 million for the sponsorship. No idea how long it was, but that was the sponsorship deal for the cryptocurrency brand. But then the UFC did a deal with crypto.com, which was a different cryptocurrency brand or whatever. So then Ngannou has to wear a rival uh, company's logo on him. He didn't have a choice. He was forced. He had to wear it. It was part of the You have to wear this logo because it's part of our sponsorship. And as far as I'm aware, he probably didn't get hardly any money for that. So his deal, a million-dollar deal for this other crypto company, dead. He lost a million dollars because of the UFC's strategy of the way they have these things going on and you can make of that what you will and you can say well they signed the contract well you're totally right but then that's why someone like Ngannou is going well I'm not re-signing the contract because now I could have free sponsors sponsor me on I don't know if it's his kit his shorts whatever it is a banner I, I don't know but he can get all these other sponsors now and wear that stuff and earn even more money even before the fight before the fight, he's earning money because he's getting the sponsorship stuff and all of that. So even if, because it was rumored that the UFC had offered him $8 million for the John Jones fight. Now, that's not $8 million per fight. That is $8 million for the John Jones fight because they knew it would be massive. And maybe that's more than what he would get for one fight in the PFL. But you've got to take all these other things into consideration. He has... Years after his fight career is over, he's still going to be chairman of PFL Africa and he still might be on the advisory board. That's probably paychecks outside of fighting. Then he's got the sponsorships that he adds to his fight revenue that he wouldn't have had with uh, with the UFC deal. So that bumps that up as well. So anyone saying, yeah, but he's not going to get as much money or maybe even rightfully quoting the fact that the UFC offered him $8 million to fight John Jones and he'll probably get less from the PFL. Maybe you're right there. But after the John Jones fight, say he loses and he's not champion anymore. He ain't getting $8 million per fight. No way. That's not how that works. And also on the, um, the PFL um, pay-per-view stuff, I think they're doing 50-50 split between the company and the athletes, I don't know how it's all broken down, but the company and the athletes 50-50 split the pay-per-view revenue and the pay-per-view points. Now, the UFC do give pay-per-view points to champions, but it ain't a 50-50 split. I, I don't know what it would, would work out yeah. as, but I'd be amazed to think it would rival what the PFL are offering. I mean, the, the other question it throws up is, where's PFL getting all their money from? <laughs> are they going to go bust in a few years' time? Who knows? But right now, for Francis Ngannou, it sounds like he has absolutely smashed it and got all the money, all of the um, power and sway and kind of like a, a seat at the table, as it were, with the big decisions and all that that he was desperate for. He's rising up other fighters, which he was championing as well. This man with, you know, morals and ethics, that he, and he wants to showcase that. This is, he's absolutely smashed it, I think. Um, well, look, should we also, um, discuss a little bit of, uh, of, I guess the UFC's 
response, however you, if you want to call it yeah. a response, because they've just arguably announced the greatest card this year. It's, it's the best card of the year, but by by quite some distance, I think. Um, I think I mentioned at the beginning of the year that um, Dustin Poirier would finish this year uh, with a title. No, 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 no. You didn't say with a title. You said he was going to be the lightweight champion of the world. And to be fair, it's more likely now that this fight has been booked, but it's still incredibly unlikely because there's no way he's beating Makachev, just throwing that out there. But... But yeah, go on. What do you what do you want to say about it? I'm worried about all this uh, Zoom freezy stuff. It's all right now. I just said I I, I I pulled up some some stats and uh, and it just uh, was too much for my uh, tired old laptop. But um but yeah, so they've, 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 I guess Dana's just made some huge announcements for two nine one and uh, and topping the card. They've brought back the BMF belt, um, which I don't really understand the purpose of that. Um, I, I think they just wanted to just throw as much at the media to pull. Maybe the words BMF are going to be like searched more than PFL. Who knows? Like what the what the mindset is behind it. But um, but yeah, he's he's going to be fighting Gaethje again. Uh, who's yeah. gonna? Who's not going to want to see that fight? It, it, you know, both Absolutely. of them are absolute warriors. It's going to be a you know. When either of them guys fight, it, it, it's always a fantastic um, tear-up. I, mean, I think we're going to get more of it. Uh, if Dustin wins it, do you think he gets a shot? Um, yes, but I don't know if he'd be next for Makachev or not because when these two fought before, it was one hell of a war, which is why we're all excited about it happening again. I think that... Um, I think Makachev is going to fight in, I think, October in Abu Dhabi. I think that's just when he will defend his belt. Yeah. So I think having Gaethje versus Poirier in July, three months away from that Abu Dhabi card, it's risky in a sense because if these two do a five-round war, there ain't no way they're going to be fully fit for October. I mean, one of them might just take the fight anyway. I don't think they should. But if they have a five-round war, there's no way they're fit for October. They're going to be smashed. I mean, Dustin Poirier's leg after the last Gaethje fight was in pieces. And Poirier won. He knocked him out. Um, so, and, and yet he still came off. So, like you, I think he likened it. I'm trying to remember now. I think Poirier said afterwards like how terrible the recovery was. And I don't know if Poirier said this or if Gaethje has said this about himself, but one of them has mentioned that being in a fight with Justin Gaethje is like being in a car accident. You are just, even if you win, you are just so smashed up that it's going to take you some time to recover and get over that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. In terms of the BMF belt... I mean, Masvidal's retired. He was the BMF champion. I, I kind of thought that the belt would die with Masvidal. Did you? I, I, do you know what the whole BMF thing? I couldn't give a shit about Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. About it, I think it's a load of old bollocks, a load of old shit. And like, I didn't care about Masvidal. I couldn't give a toss about the Rock standing there with it. Bores me. It's like, just look. Let's let's not start throwing up our belts. I don't like the interims, and I don't want the BMF. Keep it simple. Look what happens when things sort of get, you know, fractured up. You end up like boxing with millions of different variants of belts and. Keep it's it not simple. Like, it's not like that, though, is it? It's not like, but that's like saying if it was like boxing, what it would be was that Bellator, PFL, and the UFC all had their own belts, and they could all just fight each other and have yeah. multiple belts. It's not that bad. It's, ju- it's just a bit of spin. It's, 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 yeah, I don't. I, I feel in two minds about it because there's one part of me that completely agrees with you and said it's just a load of old fucking nonsense, but then there's another part of me that goes. I'm really excited for Poirier Gaethje. Maybe the oh, UFC of are like, I am. yeah, yeah. No, I know you are. I know you are. But I'm saying I, I'm really excited for Poirier Gaethje just as a fight, obviously. But throwing a BMF belt on top, I think it gives the UFC the ability to go. Look, your main event says a title on the line, even though it's a bit of a bullshit title. But Masvidal's gone anyway, so someone's got to take it. I don't know if there's a better BMF champ, maybe than. Uh, than Justin Gaethje in terms of the way he fights. He's not necessarily BMF in the same way that Masvidal and Nate are with the kind of like the personality to go with it. Gangster. But yeah. yeah. But certainly the, you know, the, 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 the fight style probably for both of these guys is, is certainly BMF worthy. Uh, and it's yeah. definitely higher caliber than a Nate versus Masvidal fight. Um, I don't know. There's something about them having that crazy silver belt wrapped around their waist afterwards that sort of excites me a little bit. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Go on then. BMF. <laughs> Let's just do it. I don't think either of them want that belt. I don't think they care. Like, I, I, I think, think if somebody, do. I think at the end of that fight, right, because Poirier's going to win this fight, right? I, I think at the end of that fight, they'll put that belt around his waist, he'll take it straight off, and he'll get on the mic, and he said, I don't want this. Like, give me Makachev. No, and he's going to fight by the end of the he's, year. No, he's going to love it. Uh, he's going to love having that belt. Then he's going to call out <laughs> Makachev as well. And if he, he won't beat Makachev. But if in some crazy stew whiffing organized world, he beats Makachev, he's holding aloft two belts, the UFC lightweight title and the BMF belt. And he's loving being a double champ. He's loving right. that. And he's all over all right. it. That's what I reckon okay. anyway. Um, I think Gaethje's more likely to throw it on the floor than Poirier because he did that with the interim yeah. belt before. Yeah. But, um, but it's certainly going to be a really cracking fight. And as you said, oh. I think maybe you're over-egging the pudding on it being the card of the year. I think, you don't think? I think, because I'm just going to compare. Have you got it up in front of you, the 291 card? Yeah. Keep it in front of you. I've I'm I just got on you saying that went and got up the two ninety card. So reel off because we can talk about a couple more fights very quickly as well. Right, sure. Reel off UFC two nine one because it is very good, but then I'm gonna reel off okay. two ninety. Poirier versus Gaethje. Jan Blahovic versus Alex Pereira, Paolo Costa versus Ikram Aliskarov, Wonderboy versus Pereira, Derek Lewis versus uh Delima. Uh, Bobby Green. Oh, hang on. Oh, here we go. Bobby Green versus Tony Ferguson. Kevin Holland versus Michael Chiesa. Yeah, that's really good. They're, 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 it's really, really good. It's Derek Lewis great, versus Delima. Yeah, Derek Lewis versus Delima. Be sure. Um, uh, and then what was the other one you said? Uh, Tony say, say versus some of the other ones. Uh, that's Wonder fine. Boy that's a good one. Yeah, what was the other one? Yeah, uh, that's amazing. I'm Holland. all in on that fight. Yeah, and then there was a there was another one in there uh, uh, that Bobby I can't Green see. Versus got Ferguson. The card up. Bobby no, you said that already. <laughs> uh, this is good TV. Oh, uh, Costa uh, versus Aliskarov. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who Alice Gross is. Well, I so don't... I looked into this. Alice Gross, 14 and 1, and has only lost once, and that was to Hamzat. And uh, right. he's, uh, he's got one win uh, in the UFC, but he's fought in kind of like Eagle and, and Brave and stuff. Um, yeah. And like so I say, he's... He... I think what's happened there is I think Paolo Costa's down to his last fight on his contract. So the UFC have gone, well, fuck you, Costa. Uh, you're probably going to go over to the PFL as well. So um, let's give you this guy that no one's heard of, really, outside of maybe if you know those, re- those fighters on the regional scenes over there. He's had one fight in the UFC. Now he's fighting a ranked guy at middleweight. Um, it's clear what they've done. He may be brilliant. He may be very, very, very good. I'm not doubting that. But no one really knows him. And it doesn't really get me overly excited because I don't really know who he is. So there yeah. are a couple of fights on that card where I go, eh. But let me just show you UFC 290. And the viewers can listen to themselves. You, You've why, heard? Go on. Why are you pulling that up? Why are I've you got pulling it up. That up? I'm, just, I'm just looking at Costa at 185. And I'm thinking, I wonder what he's going to weigh in at. Because he ain't going to make weight. And uh, <laughs> are we going to see him come in at like fucking 230 or something like that? And before you know it, he goes over to the PFL and the first fight we see Francis, his first is uh, the uh, the super-juiced uh, Paolo Costa. I'm on yes. board with that. I'm, I'm on board with that as well. I think that'd be great. A drunk Paolo Costa on red wine, absolutely juiced to the gills, stacked at 235 pounds, goes up against Francis Ngannou. Give it to Come me. Come on, what you got? What's going right. on at 290? Right. 290. Blow me out of water. Right, you... You've uh, you've raised me a, a two nine one, and I I will call it with a UFC two ninety. Um, Go on, Volkanovski Yair Rodriguez champ v champ. That's the main event. Brandon yeah. Moreno defending his belt against Alejandro Pantoja, who's already beaten yeah, him before. Great co-main huge. event. Robert Whitaker Drickus Duplessis. If Drickus wins this, he's fighting Adesanya, and we all love Bobby Knuckles. Jalen Turner Dan Hooker, absolute banger. Bonicle Trayshon Gore. Bonicle is the, you know, the, the UFC's little prodigy golden boy type thing going on. So make of that what you will. I know you're not a big fan. Sean Brady versus Jack Della Maddalena. Um and uh <laughs> Davison Figueredo versus Manel Cap. Robbie Lawler versus Miko Nico Price. I'm I'm sticking with two on one, mate. What? Oh, I'm you're sticking me two nine one. You're crazy. Like, you're crazy, um, mate. I know. Oh, like, oh, don't oh, get me wrong. Poirier Gaethje is the best fight out of all of them, but yeah. as a card overall, mm. come on, two ninety's got it, baby. Well, the things. That, I mean, are we going to talk a little bit about some of these announcements that have has been have been made uh, uh, re- regarding? Um, and can we announce who our guest is next week? Can we, uh, can uh, we, can we mention we, who, who we got? Or should we keep it quiet? Do you want to do that? I, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. You choose, because I don't know. I don't know whether we should. <laughs> Let's sit tight, then. We'll sit tight. This is the little teaser trailer for you. He's yeah. very, 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 very good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to uh, to show you guys our little chat with him. Um, oh, but, yeah, I don't know what special. to... It's coming up. When we, we're going to probably release it either over the weekend or early next week. But yeah, uh, but yeah. it's a f- and you don't want to miss it. Frigging great chat. Um, Absolutely. So let's talk Jan Blahovic versus Alex Pereira. So he's obviously moved up now to, to light heavy. Yeah, uh, and we're going to see um, we're going to see him fight Jan. Um, I think this has the makings to be pretty decent. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Jan's no joke. Um, Really well rounded fire, tough as old boots, and uh, and and I think we'll probably be quite comfortable to uh, to, to to try and take um, Pereira Dan, but then my God, what are we going to see when Alex Pereira walks in at two oh five? Like yeah, he's going to look huge, and and he's that's only surely going to add to the power, and uh, which is already very very worrying. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't get my Johnny Walker, Alex Pereira fight that I was campaigning for, a bit of Brazil on Brazil action. But um, but I think this will be a good one. My only thing is, is I think in the stand-up, Alex Pereira will 
have the better of Blahovic, but I think Blahovic's stand up is underrated. Like he held his own against Adesanya. Like he was doing well. Um, but it was when he started taking Adesanya down that things really started going his way. And I think that will be the plan from the absolute off with Alex Pereira. Mm-hmm. Well, he might stand with him a little bit and be very defensively minded. Um, but Alex Pereira has so much more power than Adesanya, I think, despite Adesanya having just knocked him out. But I think overall, Alex Pereira is, is a more powerful guy. Um, and so... And Yan doesn't move like Izzy. No, he doesn't. He'll he'll be there to be hit, I think. But he'll still be defensive. I think he'll have his guard up and stuff. It's, it's For me, this will be interesting because if Pereira gets past Blahovic, I think that's it, title shot. And it might be title shot for Blahovic if he beats Pereira as well because as far as I'm aware, Yuri's still injured. As much as we want that Prahajka-Jamal Hill fight, I think Yuri is still mm. injured. That's not been right. And Jamal Hill hasn't defended that belt yet and I think he's desperate to defend that belt. So I think the winner of this fight could be getting the title shot. I think that's very, very possible. I think Blahovic is an ex-champion. It's not as exciting, but it, it's, you know, it's an interesting fight between him and Jamal Hill for sure. It'll probably be overall a stand-up fight because Jamal's got half-decent takedown defense, which we saw in the Glover fight. So I think that'll be interesting. If it's Alex Pereira, you've got a great storyline there of The Apprentice avenging his master's loss. You know, you got Pereira, who was there the moment um, Jamal Hill had the belt wrapped around his waist. There's people doing memes and stuff of Alex Pereira just eyeing up Jamal Hill, thinking, "Yeah, I'm going to come back and do you for what you mm. did for to Glover." Um, he so, can't get past Yan though, and I don't think that's yeah. that, 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 that's a signed deal. I think that's that's a really tough fight, and and like you say, uh, the minute he started getting hold of Izzy, and like you say, Izzy's movements better than Pereira's as well, and he, he got him and he took him down, and and I think we could easily see something very very similar. I'm I'm not instantly mm-hmm. just going to go. Well, he's got the power. He's going to he's going to stop Yan. I, I think it could be uh, a, a really tricky step up to to that division for him. Yeah, I, I think that's very, very possible, yeah. I mean, be interesting to see if Jan Blahovic is two rounds up and he goes into the third and Alex Pereira just goes, ah, oh, fuck it, and he just starts swinging like he did in yeah. the fifth round of that Adesanya first fight. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think that's a really good fight. Another one is kind of one of those great kind of... This is the kind of matchmaking I'd sort of want for Tony Ferguson in terms of Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Um there's not many fighters I'd be interested in Tony fighting at this stage. He's on like a five-fight losing streak or something like that. He's, things have really not gone well for him lately. Uh, he looks great or, or he looks good enough in the first round of his Michael Chandler fight and then got head kicked into the shadow realm or front kicked into the shadow realm. Uh, so Bobby Green, Tony Ferguson could be fun. I think I, I would favor Bobby Green just because I do feel like Tony sorry, sorry, gone. Sorry, King. Oh, sorry. Well, he's down as Bobby Green, but yes, his name is, I think, now officially just King Green. Is it King Green? Is that his name now? I think, I think it's just King. Just, just like King. Prince. Just, uh, King just one now. word. Just King. So what, have you got any thoughts on that fight? Would you have liked seeing Tony against anyone else? No, I, I, I'd rather have seen Tony just uh, not fight at all. Um, but uh, like you say, he did for that round uh, against Chandler look really, really good. And I think this is a... A good fight. This is two, you know, older fighters that, uh, you know, have, have had kind of. I mean, Bobby Green was 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 on a tear for a little bit, but then you know it, it, it's always up and down. And I think this is this is, as you say, as far as matchmaking goes, if Tony you know wants to continue fighting, then I think this is quite an interesting fight. Um, I imagine. Well, I don't know. Is Tony going to try and take? Bobby Green, Dan, I don't know. Would you want to box Bobby Green? Probably not. No. Um, but, uh, but who knows? You can, you can never make a call when it comes to Tony Ferguson. The, the guy's bananas, So uh, uh, as he's king. So yeah. uh, I, I think we got the makings for a, a really interesting, um, whether that would be uh, topping the, the, the prelims or, or, or early on in the main card. It's, it's, it's an exciting fight. Tell me... Um, there's only one Harry more fight Chris. I'm that bothered about talking about, if I'm honest. Wonderboy? Hell yeah. I cannot yeah. wait for this fight. I've been yeah. wanting this fight for such a long yeah. time. I'm a huge Wonderboy fan. 
He's a, a fantastic fighter. He came off that win against Kevin Holland because, you know, whenever he fights someone that grapples now, he's not as young as he once was, and he can't quite, I think, get get low enough, quick enough to avoid the takedowns and sprawl out and all that stuff. Gilbert Burns, Bilal Mohammed, they just wrestled the hell out of him. Kevin Holland, though, found out that, you know, you can't do that against against Wonderboy and uh like that you can't stand up with Wonderboy and have it have it your own way. Um Michelle Pereira is a guy that runs off the cage, backflips onto people that are lying down. <laughs> he is so much fun. And he's on, I think, a five-fight win streak now, but hasn't fought since around this time last year. So he would have had over a year out of the cage. So I don't know what kind what it'll be like and whether he's had injuries and all that kind of stuff, but Michelle Pereira has been one of my favorite fighters ever since I saw him. I mean, he's just mental. He's absolutely mental. He does computer game shit in there. That's what we're going to get. That That fight's going to be an 80s arcade game. That's all it's going to be. I really hope so. But I think it could also be actually, I think Michelle Pereira will really respect Wonderboy. And I don't know if he'll be running off the cage as much. He might save that for the third round. When he know, because one thing that Michelle Pereira has had is he's had gas tank issues before, where he's spent the first round back flipping, running off the cage, doing all this exciting, crazy stuff, then completely gassed out. I think he's worked on that, and he's now a bit more composed, but he still has that in his locker, and he does pull it out every now and again. And I think if we see this getting into the third round, I think Pereira will just fucking go nuts and just start running up the walls and backflipping and doing some kind of matrix kicks and trying to land yeah. on Wonderboy. And I think Wonderboy will just enjoy himself as well. I think it'll be a really interesting stand-up fight. I think it could be great. I really hope it's good anyway, because I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, Wonderboy's just so hard to deal with, though. He's got such a unique style, and he's so good at that style. That lead yeah. leg, he can jab you in the face with his lead leg. It's just so controlled and brilliant the way he moves and, and his kicks and all that stuff. So I think we could see something really, really fun between those two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one massively. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that's pretty much... Uh... Oh, she wrote today, really. I think we, we, we wanted to sort of just uh, swing by and have a catch-up and uh, and just, uh, you know, all, as all that stuff was being announced yesterday, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's fighting him. Oh, my God, this is, you know, and it just, it felt like we couldn't not talk about it. So uh, so thanks for listening and, uh, and enjoying this little bonus episode. Um, as we sort of... Um, touched on earlier we have got a huge guest you know as far as uh the ufc goes uh this fighter is what one of the the, the greats if not you know in a lot of people's opinions the the the, the pound for pound champ um yeah you, you're in for a real treat next week but in the meantime also we've been talking about pfl and the ufc uh so i'd like to say um it'll be done by the time this goes out but happy birthday dan hardy it's his birthday today uh who's uh working over there on the P, uh, for the pfl and uh yeah and also why not go and check out our episode with uh with dan hardy it was uh, it come out a few months ago uh and it's an absolute cracker you can also catch episodes with a real who's who of um, uh, of the UFC roster and uh, and other such organisations. Um, yeah, go get stuck in. And while you're over there, subscribe. And if you've not checked us out on YouTube yet, head over to YouTube because um, we mentioned it on the last episode, but um, we're just working with someone now and uh, to really work on the, the, the video content that's going to be coming your way uh, very soon. So you should see some some real changes in uh, in, in, in how you watch the, the podcast over on, on YouTube. So subscribe now, and, uh, and then you won't miss it when it all drops. And, uh, and why not subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast if that's how you choose to enjoy this show. I'm going to take a breath now because I've just been speaking for about three minutes, but uh, we'll be back next time, right? We'll be back next time. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Catch you later. Bye.